coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Someone call Mr. Fantastic. We're heading into the negative zone. What wasn't in that Nintendo Direct Mini? It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellis, joined as always by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. How's it going, Mark? It's going great. We were just talking about a little before we began recording that uh, it's really summery right now. Feels like summer. Feels like summer. Like we're going to go down to the beach. Mm-hmm. We're going to get some... Chicks. Yeah, going <laughs> to get some chicks. Going to eat a hot dog. <laughs> What do people do in the summer? <laughs> I don't know. What do people do at the beach? I don't. What? what why do people eat hot dogs? <laughs> All these things are mysteries to us. Um, Mark, two things before we get into our topic. Yes. Um, one, if you would like to borrow my copy of Sonic Forces, you can. All you have to do is shoot us an email to Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. gmail.com with your home address, and I will send you my copy of Sonic Forces, once it comes back to me. Um, we came to the realization earlier that there might be children who listen to this show. It's possible. It's possible. All things are possible in Christ. I mean, we talk about how old we are constantly. Nothing thrills children more right. than two men talking right. about how old and they are and their body hurts. <laughs> and how much they don't understand Minecraft. <laughs> I'm sure kids love it. Yeah. Um, but if you are a child, <laughs> do get your parents' permission before sending your address to, yeah, definitely. to two old weirdos. Mm-hmm. Um, on the subject of two old weirdos, uh, BuzzFeed is running some kind of uh, recommend podcast to us feature right now. Um, or we think they're still running it uh, at the time of this recording. They are. Hopefully they still are on Thursday at midnight, which is when you're listening to this, of course, the second it comes out. Um, So if you could uh, just Google BuzzFeed Underrated Podcast 2018, uh, you'll find this article. Maybe recommend us for this thing, because maybe maybe we're an underrated podcast. Mark, do you feel like we're appropriately rated? No. Would you say we are overrated or underrated? Under. Mark, that's all correct. Okay, let's get into our topic of the day, which, of course, is what wasn't in that Nintendo Direct Mini. We usually try not to be super negative on this show, right? Well, and I don't think we, I don't think we are going to be negative, right? We're be- just we're going to talk about negative spaces. Though. Yes, right, yeah. Um, because really, I think for a Nintendo Direct Mini, it was really good. Yeah, and I, I think. Obviously, it's not a full Nintendo Direct. It wasn't like 45 minutes of uh, announcement after announcement after announcement. Right. We didn't see the divine light of our risen Lord that <laughs> then showed upon us and saw our souls as we saw it. You know, this was just like, a, here are some things that are coming out. Yeah. And I, I think uh, after Nintendo had such an amazing 2017 mm-hmm. with uh, two potential like game of all time contenders. That's right. That... People are and then like not slouching anywhere else either. Like, uh, Xenoblade Chronicles was a big game that a lot of people played and was received well. Arms, Splatoon, like they did a lot. Mario Kart Eight, <laughs> like just there, there was a lot of great stuff. So after such like a uh, 
big, amazing, high year for Nintendo. I think people are a little bit nervous as to what 2018 is going to look like. Right. And uh, so when Nintendo's first uh, director, mini director of the year, didn't come out with both guns blazing, I uh, I think there was some like reaction to that. Yeah. Where like, well, if they had something big to show, they would have shown it. Right. And first of all, Nintendo, think of all the things that we didn't know of until um, that uh, uh, the Switch commercial that came out at the very end of 2016, that everything that was in that commercial we've seen now has, has come out. Um, like Mario Odyssey, we didn't know about Mario Odyssey a year before it came out. Yeah, I, I think we didn't know about it until the January event. I mean, we we had only seen like the oh, little snippet right, of it in, right. in that, yeah. that commercial, um, but yeah, and then things like Skyrim on Switch, we didn't know that was coming. Um, you know, there were some leaks. Doom, Doom, yeah. Um, there were like leaks and stuff about Mario plus Rabbids, but like we didn't know about that until E three is when that was announced. And yeah, then it came out like three months later. So like, I think Nintendo has been playing very, and they always sort of do, but like they've been playing close with a lot of their announcements. So, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised um, to get announcements at E3 or even announcements in the coming months that uh, are four games that are coming out this spring and summer. Yeah, yeah. So, basically, I don't think I have any negative feelings about this mini direct at all. I think there are just a lot of questions about what 2018 looks like. Absolutely. So, I think uh, before we get into like what announcements we thought were missing from this, I think uh, maybe just worth pointing out, we talked about it a little bit on our Tuesday show and we talked about what was in the direct um that there was not the normal nintendo fanfare about we're putting out a, a direct in a couple days um and here's what it is it also wasn't like a live event in any way um you could scrub through that video by clicking on um different topics so like you know it, it wasn't a streaming video it was a posted video well and i think the reason they didn't announce it beforehand was because it was a mini like i think the idea yeah. was that it was just going to drop out of nowhere mm -hmm. and if that had happened if nobody knew it was coming and then just on thursday this uh mini direct showed up yeah that announced a mario tennis game and dark souls and all this stuff that would have been awesome because word had leaked out earlier that you know yeah uh expectations were skewed a little bit yeah a a absolutely um but it is just worth pointing out that was not part of the direct <laughs> there was there was no um like official um pomp and circumstance around it i guess um and also you know if it is uh if you compare it to the january thing that happened last year that was a live people on stage uh awkward goofy thing i would say that this wasn't the presentation here wasn't goofy it was pretty informational right which has kind of become their go-to for directs now where it's just yeah. like here's like just a list of things we're going to talk about and uh now we're going to talk about each one with not much filler in between right and not really any like we, di we didn't see the uh that nindy's guy we didn't see uh, although was he, the, was he the one that was uh uh narrating i don't know i i, I don't we didn't see reggie um so yeah it's uh I I sort of miss that personality. I think there's a reason it was called a, a mini, though. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Like, who knows what, an, uh, whenever we get the next full direct, what that will, uh, I would imagine it'll be more similar to directs we've had in the past. Have you seen any of the speculation that a direct mini um, 
historically leads to a direct maxi. <laughs> yes, it's a um, sign. It is of a, a maxi <laughs> to come. Uh, that within that there has never been a Nintendo Mini Direct um, without a full Nintendo Direct uh, more than twenty days after it. Uh, I have seen that. I I feel like that was kind of debunked. Where that was more like re like regional mm, um, things, and I don't know. I personally am not expecting like a full direct in the next like twenty days. I'm just saying, start the. It'd clock. be cool. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be fun. Um. All right. In in terms of announcements here, what uh what did we want to see? What had we hoped to see? Um, that we didn't. Well, for me. Outside of any potential game announcements, mm-hmm. I really want to know more about uh, Switch's online services. Yeah, you know, because that that encompasses so much. Um, like the the online services, just in terms of you know of voice chat capabilities of more um, the, the, just the online infrastructure could use uh, an overhaul so that we've got more stability. And other like third-party games that rely on that sort of stuff, um, I, yeah, I, I feel like there are just a lot of question marks in how it works, what it costs, and you know that that's all very important. Well, because we know how much it costs twenty bucks. Oh, yeah. I guess you're right. But I, for me, a lot of it is like I want some sort of either a uh, um, virtual console. Yeah, virtual console. I was gonna say virtual arcade. Virtual console. Or learning just more about the thing we do know is coming, which is seems to be a library of uh, Super Nintendo and NES games right, that have with some sort of online cap- functionality. Yeah. Like, I just wanted to know what that is. I think it's interesting that on the US eShop right now, uh, since its release, it's been in the top uh, bestsellers. And right now it's number one is versus Mario Brothers. Right. And, Su- versus Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Versus Super Mario Brothers. And I think the reason it's up there is because even though it's not the exact uh, NES version of Super Mario Brothers, people are want these those games yeah. on Nintendo platforms, and this is the closest that they can get right now. And uh, I think that's why it's selling so well. It's not because people have a fondness for the Versus version right. of Super Mario Brothers. It's because they want to play this game. Right. Well, and certainly, I mean, have you purchased any of the ACA games? No. Um, they... I mean, they're they're all you know pretty faithful um, ports of the these arcade games, but they all have like a little bit of extra UI to deal with, um, and it's great that there are uh, different ways that you can affect, um, you know, like scan lines or you know it faking the shape of a uh, monitor or whatever. But like, there's just there's just more menu to deal with in these things, so it is uh, you know fundamentally like not optimized for the experience of playing it on the switch it's not like pulling up the virtual console and clicking on super mario brothers 3 and playing it you know um there's another layer of like artifice and garbage on top of it um so like it's amazing to me that people are still flocking to versus super mario brothers even with um this weird little like menu system that you have to go through to get to it and since it's like up there so much I am kind of tempted to <laughs> check it out, not just because I mean we in our ranking the Mario's we had the original Super Mario Brothers fairly low. You can check out that episode from a week ago today. And uh 
Was it the lowest? It was down there. It was down there, yeah. But... I think uh, it was. I think it was 12 of 12, yeah. But I'm interested to know, like... It says that, like, enemy placement is different and things like that. I, yeah. The, seeing those differences, I would be interested in. Um, But that's kind of beside the point. The point is, though, the original Super Mario Brothers should be on this thing. Super Mario Brothers 2, Super Mario Brothers 3, World... 64, Sunshine, all these games should be available on Virtual Console. And right now, we don't have any inkling that that's even, you know, like we had heard rumors about GameCube games coming to Switch, I think before the system even came out. Um, And we just don't have any official word on whether that's even in the plan. And uh, yeah, like, uh, I guess a few months ago, maybe six months ago at this point, we got a little bit more information about the Switch's online system in general, like we got pricing and yeah. vague information about what it includes, and then we haven't heard anything. The original word was that it was going to come out in twenty, like early 2018. Yeah, well, the original word was that it was going to oh, right. by summer of, uh, or end of summer 2017. That's right. And we all assumed that that meant in conjunction with uh, Splatoon 2, which obviously uses uh, online, but they're not charging for it. And, you know, if there's more to what that is, if there's like a, uh, you know, Miiverse-esque component to it, you know, we don't, uh, we don't know and it's not active yet. So. so, yeah, that's one thing that I am interested in learning more about that uh, was not in this direct mini. Not even mentioned. Um, also not mentioned, uh, a lot of other previously announced Switch games. Um, we are talking about uh, games like Octopath Traveler, Yoshi, whatever that uh, the name of that game ends up being, um, Wolfenstein 2, the new Fire Emblem game, and uh, Bayonetta's 1 and 2. And these are all games that we... Well, I guess... Most of these are games that we know are coming early in 2018. I, I'm i not convinced that we do have a date for Octopath Traveler or even a, a commitment of a year. Oh, I'm pretty sure. I'm fairly confident mm-hmm. that uh, it's like a early to mid 2018 game like announced that way. Uh, all right. But I could be wrong. I mean, who knows? It, it has it, happened before. It's, we've both been wrong sometimes at the same time. <laughs> um, yeah, so... Does and fire, I guess Fire Emblem is the one that mm-hmm. we're like, uh, we know basically nothing about this game. Yeah, other than it is a full Fire Emblem game. It's yeah, not, uh, and that it's coming in 2018 game. sometime. Yes. Um, yeah, I don't feel real broken up about this. I, I feel like um, Fire Emblem uh, in particular, and maybe even Yoshi too, are going to be like latter half of the year games. I think we'll hear about them at E3. Um, and, you know, that's... That I, I don't I don't need to hear about those games before. Really. Well, I, I think Yoshi has been confirmed to be earlier than okay. the latter half of the year. But more specifically, I just think it's interesting that these weren't mentioned in the context of the reaction to the Direct Mini, where it's like, ooh, Nintendo's first half of the year is looking real bare bones. Sure, when it's like, well, we do know about this, and we do know about we this. We know about all this other stuff that wasn't mentioned at all in this Direct. And basically, I guess I don't think that we actually know what the first half of Nintendo's year looks like yet. Yeah, that this mini direct really didn't. All it did was show us some stuff. It did not show us all stuff. Um, what 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 else? Uh, big like category wise was missing here, Mark. I mean, we didn't. Nintendo's been talking up new IPs mm-hmm. since uh, before the Switch was announced, and. Definitely, since the Switch was announced and ARMS was revealed, 
Yeah. They uh, are always mentioning that they're working on new IPs, looking for new interesting ways to play the Switch, and we haven't seen we haven't seen any of that yet. Right. Uh, and in fact, um, this direct didn't really show anything being developed by you know Nintendo's big internal houses. Um, the Mario Tennis Aces is developed by Camelot. That is, you know, they do a, a lot of Nintendo um, or Mario sports titles. Um, but like, we didn't see anything from the studios that would be giving us, you know, uh, like a new um, Metroid or Mario or Zelda or whatever. Um, so, or even just like an Animal Crossing yeah. or a Pikmin or, you know, any of that stuff. We, we didn't see any of their like marquee of Nintendo's like marquee titles. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Speaking of uh, marquee titles and people working on stuff, do you, retro, you don't think retro was, has been spending their time just putting Funky Kong into, <laughs> into Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze, do you? Uh, I mean, I think they were probably involved, but no, right. I don't imagine that the... Uh, They've still got some cool game coming. Oh, man, that feels like, what, what can that retro game possibly be that will make people happy? Oh, uh, I I don't know. You know, because I, I just—I mean, Metroid Cross Future Zelda. <laughs> it just seems so. That would do it, though, right? I mean, yeah, that would do it. That would do it. Metroid you... Cross Future Zelda. <laughs> I I just feel like this game has been, even though we know nothing, mm-hmm. z- zilch, mm-hmm. not a thing about this game. Uh, it has been built up in everybody's minds so big. Yeah. That I. I feel terrible for anybody whose <laughs> job it is to figure out how to reveal it. It'll because... be a, it'll be a match three puzzle game. <laughs> I think fandom would tear itself in two. <laughs> I don't think like you know like I I don't know what would happen if it turns out to be like a third Donkey Kong. Which I think the fact that they are releasing Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze on Switch is a good indication that what they're working on is not a new Donkey Kong Country game. Yeah, I would agree with that. I wonder. Um... Yeah, I mean, but I uh, could, we could speculate about the future of Donkey Kong kind of forever. Um, but yeah, I'll I'll be interested to see uh, what happens with that franchise and with that developer in the future. No mention of it here. Yeah, I mean, even some of Nintendo's like what I guess I would call B tier franchises. Like, I would love for another Rhythm Heaven game. Sure. Um, wasn't there also a little bit of a rumor about a new 1080 snowboarding game? Yeah, I think like they renewed the. Uh, like the um, license trademark or something, or something yeah. for it uh but again wouldn't that would be a i mean that would be an n64 game right the e- first one was an n64 yeah. game so that would be one for a oh, n64 virtual console interesting potentially virtual console or classic oh, not edition? virtual console that's what i meant classic I, edition either way classic edition or maybe they need to put out a 1080 snowboarding game to coincide with the winter olympics or to co- coincide with steep from oh, Ubisoft, which that's right. like the Sword of Damocles is threatening to drop at any moment. Mark, all of these things are possible. <laughs> Here are some other things that we didn't see. Um, there was no talk of any of... Look, there were a bunch of uh, Wii U ports, uh, or just ports in general, um, uh, announced for this thing. The Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze... Uh, Dark Hyrule Warriors. Yeah, Hyrule Warriors, Dark Souls, The World Ends With You. But some of the more obvious uh, Wii U games that I think everyone has been expecting to see pop up on Switch were nowhere to be seen. So we're talking about games like uh, Super Mario 3D World uh, and therefore also Captain Toad's Treasure Tracker. 
um, talking about games like Super Smash Brothers and um, Mario Maker. Mario Maker, yeah. So, uh, what do we think? Do we think there's a clock on those? Like, does does it do they expire at some point? Like, is there a point? I think Smash for sure. There's a point where uh, it doesn't make sense to port it. And I, I think we've probably passed that point. Yeah, well, I feel, I I feel guess, like we're there. I don't know really, right? For every time that I'm like, uh, the anytime you're like thinking that the Switch has too many ports, because there are a lot of ports from other systems, a lot of them Wii U ports. Yeah. Uh, most indie games, right, are indie games that were, uh, coming from another, are from other platforms. Yeah, everything we talked about on our what are we playing this week last week are ports of games that were available elsewhere. But I think the secret sauce. That is the switch is the fact that everything's portable. Yeah, and that makes buying games like Skyrim at full price super exciting. Yeah, because you're like now I can play it anywhere. Right, and so and maybe that ninety percent of the time means in front of my TV. Yeah, and so maybe Smash, uh, we you know like uh the Wii U 3DS version of Smash coming to Switch late, uh, like later this year, mm-hmm. the portability factor would be enough. Yeah, you know sure. like uh. I could get excited for that. It also, I mean, Smash, well, I still think the the way to go is Smash 5. Um, the ability to combine all of the levels and, like, single-player modes and multiplayer modes from both versions of that game and all the DLC characters. And throwing Ice Climbers in there. Throw them Ice Climbers back in. See if you can get Solid Snake. Um, yeah, I mean, like, a, a Smash Brothers Complete Edition. Mm-hmm. Uh, with that's that's appealing in and of itself but you know this none of this stuff is uh anything we we actually heard about what do you think about mario maker i i don't how does it make sense on the switch it seems like they'd have to it's kind of built for the two screen experience they would have to kind of completely reconfigure it yeah i mean there's I mean, I wonder if they just made uh, level creation, you know, mandatory um, handheld mode. Um, and I know that's not something that they love, um, but like, you, they could they could do that. I think I'm uh, more interested in seeing a new, uh, like, 2D side scrolling yeah. Mario game than I am Mario Maker. But putting aside, uh, like. Basically, I feel like we have exhausted all of the obvious, like you said, like Wii U ports outside of these three. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's true. I mean, because we do essentially have the rest of them. I suppose they're like, if there are any stragglers, it would be like Pikmin. Um, Pikmin 3, I guess right. is what it was. But we know that a Pikmin 4 is coming. Not that that necessarily stops them from... Right, from porting a, a, the old one. But, like, Star Fox Zero doesn't make any sense no. really on Switch. Not only because the game was poorly received, but just, like, the control... The control scheme was reliant, definitely reliant on a, a two-screen experience. And the Patkin game that came with it, the um, Star Fox Guard, also definitely needed uh, two screens to even play it. So, yeah, though that game is going to be stuck there forever. I think. Yeah. And I don't know. I, I don't really feel like it makes a ton of sense to bring Super Mario 3D World over. Not that it's a bad game and doesn't, uh, it wouldn't be great to have on the Switch. I just, I don't know, for some reason, uh, in a way that I can't articulate, which makes it not very interesting. Very I, good. I just keep going then. <laughs> I just don't think it makes sense to bring over. 
here I I want to see just another Super Mario 3D game. Um that that's that's it, you know. Um yeah, 3D World is great. I love 3D Land as well. I don't need to see both of the both or either of those games ported to Switch. I just want to see whatever the next version of that is cuz it's going to be great and it's going to be fun and we're all going to love it. Yeah, it's too bad that they only have one team that works on like those mainline Mario games. Yeah. Because, and it's probably a large team, but because uh, it would be interesting to have a team handling like 3D World titles. Yeah. Um, versus a team handling new Super Mario Brothers versus a team handling uh, whatever Odyssey becomes. Right, right, right. Open World Mario. Yeah. I mean, same with Zelda, right? Yeah. You have one team that is splitting their time between, you know, like Link Between Worlds and uh, Breath of the Wild. And obviously not everybody's working on everything. Right. But just just the idea that, like, you know, I think fans have come to recognize that, like, a Zelda game does not equal... Like, there are two different kinds of Zelda games. There are two different kinds of Metroid games. There are maybe three different kinds of Mario games. Um, and if they just had... Like, I think with Metroid, it's easy, right? You say Prime and, like, okay, it's a different kind of Metroid game. Um, but we haven't established that vocabulary necessarily for mario and zelda yeah outside of the new series right and even the new series is a little incomplete because um you know obviously the old mario games would fall yeah, into that same, same sort of uh genre but those are all least. things i'd like to see in t- 2018 like if you gave me a new uh mario super mario brothers um like uh, a side scrolly one yeah. yeah like a link between worlds type game mm-hmm. or uh like some sort of, I guess, a 2D Metroid just came out on the 3DS. Right. And uh, Prime 4 will come out probably next year, maybe this year, who knows. Um, but yeah, it's. It'd be fun to see one of those Mario or Zelda games this year. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so interestingly, uh, no 3DS titles were part of the announcements. Um, they did mention Kirby Battle Royale just sort of in passing. Mm hmm. Um, I think just as part of the uh, Kirby st- Star Allies. Yeah, it was like, you can check out the demo for Battle Royale. Right, available now. Um, but, you know, I, I don't think this is necessarily, I don't think we should necessarily take this as a the 3DS is dead um, kind of thing, because it's just like, they were only talking about Switch games. How annoyed would you be if this year, like a Link Between Worlds type Zelda comes out on the 3DS instead of the Switch. I'm not convinced. I think we will see another Zelda game on 3DS. Um, and I don't know if it'll be... I think it could be like um, Majora's Mask or uh, Ocarina of Time, like another 3D Zelda on the 3DS. I still, I, I still, I think that's a possibility. Oh, you think like it would be in the vein of like Majora's Master Ocarina of Time because we haven't seen them right make uh you know uh, another 3D game Zelda like, that. like that. But I think those games sell well on the 3DS. And I guess they have the engine and they have the engine. Um, and you know for those games it looks really good. Um, those are like the definitive ways to play those games. I I think. Mark, I don't think we're done with the 3DS. Is, you think that's more likely than like a one of those Zeldas uh, showing up on like a Link Between World type Zelda showing up on uh, the Switch? Uh, like kinda, which one do you think is kinda. more likely? Oh, that's uh, 
I, I, I feel worry, like you're probably right. I, but that's, yeah. It's such a bummer to me. I worry that Nintendo is uh, at, at this point going to be too like precious about what Zelda is to put out a, you know, what would normally be perceived as a portable Zelda on the Switch, which is their home console. That also just happens to be portable. Like, I think the next Zelda game that we see on Switch will be a big do you think, 3D affair. So do you think that's because uh, if they're working on a 3DS Zelda right now, that that's because development is was is so far along and that they want to keep supporting the 3DS? Or do you think it is that they don't want to cross those streams? They want to, you know, because they've had those two mm-hmm. different hardware platforms to uh, delineate the series previously. Yeah. I mean, I think it is worth noting that, like, the 3DS is, you know, when you compare it to Switch, it is a budget platform, right? The The hardware is cheaper. The games are you know, their standard price is uh, 33% cheaper, right? 40 bucks versus 60. So like, I, I think, yeah, I think they're going to keep up that sort of like value proposition of like the lesser games uh, are, aren't, at least for the time being, are going to continue to show up on the 3DS. Whereas like the bigger budget, more like 3D fully realized experiences will be on the Switch. But don't you think that the, if they made a Link Between Worlds type game for switch they could charge 60 bucks for it i don't know that do you Mm. think it's like the pricing like would you pay 60 bucks for that or are do you think what they're worried about or and what may be true is that everybody's brains are just trained to those types of games being 40 bucks yeah i know that's a that's a great question I, i i honestly don't know um and i think it's a little bit of uncharted territory right like if uh if like let's imagine well you know this is a totally impossible scenario but that like playstation is going to put out a big first party game that is like a link between worlds right that's a top-down adventure game um somehow calls back playstation's history in like a, a meaningful way i don't know what that would be exactly but like what would what would they charge for that and would people view that as like you know a weird little like you know, you know what I mean. Like if it's not a sixty dollar like full release like big budget thing, like is it Zelda? Kind of if it's on three DS. Well, so I I personally would be very disappointed if these, you know, like handheld Zeldas mm-hmm. don't end up making the jump to Switch eventually. I also don't think it's completely unprecedented because the new Super Mario Brothers series started out as a DS title and then yeah. they you know like. There was no weirdness when they released it on Wii as a full, uh, I guess it was $50 at the time. Yeah. Or on Wii U. You know, nobody was like, what's this uh, $60? Why are we paying $60 for a DS or 3DS title? That's true. I guess I didn't really think of uh, the the new games, which have obviously hopped back and forth between uh, console and, and handheld. I think you could also just release them as a uh eShop exclusive and charge 40 bucks for it. Yeah, sure. Um if like the pricing thing was what was keeping them from doing it. I think you're probably right that we'll see some like tit- we it's inevitable that we'll see a title on the 3DS this year that everybody will groan including myself and be like I Why wish is this it was on, on the Switch. Switch. Yeah. Yeah. So, but if that is going to happen, we didn't hear anything about it in this direct. <laughs> right. That's right. <laughs> uh, also interesting to note, um, we didn't hear anything about uh, mobile titles. Um, you know, Nintendo is supposedly hard at work on a lot of different games for uh, 
iPhone and other mobile platforms. Um, and uh, we, we don't know what those are. But they've never, to my memory, they've never crossed those streams before, right? They have been, I feel like they've been very... Oh, this is um, interesting. You know, like, deliberate about keeping their mobile titles as separate entities, separate directs, yeah. and having their, like, console handheld gaming be something, be its own thing. Was a was there a a Fire Emblem Direct mm. that was like multiple Fire Emblem games? I one th- of them being uh, Heroes. I think you're right. Yeah, I think that's where we learned about Heroes. Yeah, so that may be the only the only one of those though. Uh, other other than that, they they do. You're right. Keep them pretty pretty well separated. Um, and that like Mario Run isn't a bullet point in a presentation about other Mario games or other Nintendo games. Yeah. Huh. So I guess actually it wouldn't surprise me at all if in the future we had a Animal Crossing Direct that had the uh, Pocket Camp mm-hmm. plus whatever other Animal Crossing title they announced for Switch or whatever and how they interact with each oh, other. Man, they can't, they can't do another Animal Crossing on 3DS, can they? No, I don't think they will, especially because New Leaf, like in Japan, continues to sell really well. So That's a good there's point. No, like, reason, I don't think there's any reason for them to put a new one out on uh, when they... Other than it is proven to it sell, would sell very a bunch. well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I think it, it would sell really well on the Switch. Yeah, that's uh, true. Man, actually, this is a, a t- like a kind of a different topic. But I, I wonder if Pocket Camp is actually robust enough to uh, interact with a a new Animal Crossing game, or if they would have to do significant work because as it is now. You don't see any like uh hint or tease that there's anything more to Pocket Camp in its current form. Yeah. With the mobile title, you could easily release like a 3.0 version. Right. That, that has a bunch of different like functionality. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, I mean I think when, when Pocket Camp Pocket Camp came out, I think there was a little bit of like pie in the sky talk from us and other podcasts. I know that I listen to at least being like, maybe this will uh, connect to a, a future version. Why, why would we even think that? Like what, what precedent is there <laughs> that we're like, oh yeah, this is going to be a companion app for a game that doesn't exist yet on a different platform. <laughs> it seems so obvious, but you're right. There <laughs> is no, I mean, with Fire Emblem and Heroes, they have had ample opportunity to do something like that. Absolutely, and yeah. uh, have known shown no interest thus far in doing so. Yeah, and you know what? I think that's fine because, like, it's going to be a different experience. Fire Emblem Heroes is a different experience from uh, you know Fire Emblem Echo Shadows of Valentia. Why would I want like you know something but in, in one Animal game? Animal Crossing, it just makes sense to be like I crafted this thing in Pocket Camp, and now I want to like bring it into my Switch game. Yeah, no, that's true. I mean, all of the, like, crafting stuff, even from, like, previous, uh, you know, from, like, New Leaf or even Happy Home Designer, like, all of that, all of that should all just be <laughs> the next, the next uh, like Animal a, like Crossing Like Pokemon game. Bank equivalent? Yes, you know, where there you we can, go. Like, transfer stuff. That'd Animal Crossing Bank. That's what we need. <laughs> Mark, you cracked it! <laughs> there was no mention of this in the uh, Nintendo Direct yes, Mini. Yes, nope, none of this. Uh, also, Pokemon. We know there's a Pokemon game coming. We don't know when. Uh, and it was not not at all mentioned in this Direct. Yeah, the only thing we heard about was Pokemon Tournament. Right. Which is old news as far old as I'm concerned. Old news. And, I don't know, it just it boggles my mind that like this is still something that's... I guess it must have sold well on Switch. I bet it sold better than the Wii U version, all told. Oh, yeah, that's probably true, yeah. Um, 
but like i don't know it's it's the, the game doesn't make any sense to me like it was sort of fun I, I had played the demo um but like the fact that they continued to support it in arcades and then like that we found out early that it's one of the early wii u ports um and then now to be like oh yeah there's Still adding characters to it. Yeah, it might, it just with DLC even like yeah. expecting people to pay more. There must be, uh, there is obviously a fandom and like a base for it that I'm just completely blind to. Yeah. Uh, because yeah, to have this, uh, port come out. Yeah. They they were charging. Yeah, it included all the DLC and I guess probably the DLC that was released in arcades and not. That's right. That uh, was the, the Wii U. Right. But it was a sixty buck game. Yeah. And then to be like, and also now give us more money, right? For this, yeah, I I don't I don't understand it. Yeah, but. that's uh, yeah. Well, so and this is this is what this was the only Pokemon that was represented, and probably you know Nintendo is like we've got something to say about Pokemon. Here we go. Um, but yeah, so no mention of the new Pokemon game on Switch, and also no mention of Detective Pikachu, which was confirmed uh, for North American release either later that day or like the next day um that thing didn't make it on to and again it's a 3ds game so maybe that's why uh, but weird that they didn't do like a uh kirby battle whatever it's called sure um, yeah and just be like hey and also by the way um, also by the way here's this hilarious amiibo that you're all gonna need to buy now because <laughs> it's huge <laughs> yeah to mystify your friends <laughs> <laughs> just a giant statue you have to keep in the middle of your kitchen table. I mean, it's just Pikachu wearing a fedora, which makes no sense unless you know the context of uh, Detective Pikachu. Is that really the only thing that distinguishes him from other Pikachu? Yeah, in fact, uh, in the trailer for Detective Pikachu that I watched, it's like uh, the uh, main like uh, kid character comes out. Tim, there's yeah. Like a is his name really Tim? His name is Tim. There's a um. Do you have the option to play as a girl or is it just like? Tim, oh, I don't know. Tim's your deal. I think Tim's your deal. Yeah. Uh, and he like walks outside and there's Pikachu, a Pikachu, and he's like Pika, you know, like he normally or right. she normally does whatever it it normally he, does. He or she, they have genders. Yeah, but they could yeah. Be he either, or yeah. she normally does, and then um, Detective Pikachu shows up. Uh huh. And uh, he's like something. It's some like kiss offline where it's like, what? You're surprised to see me. Or uh, surprised I sound like this or something like that. Is this uh going to be going to be real bad? Uh, look, Mark, this game is this I, game going to be real bad? I, I my heart melts a little bit at the idea of Detective Pikachu. Right, the, hilarious. Yeah, the um execution looks real cheap. Yeah, like real oh. kind of like bargain bin. Which well, I would love a like a Phoenix Wright. Except it's like a Except real like noiry yeah. like Detective Pikachu is uh, hilarious to me. Yeah, yeah, no, that would oh. seems like missed opportunities. But also, you know, m- m- further missed opportunities in it. Again, we're doing it already. This game isn't coming to Switch. <laughs> it's coming to 3DS, and I'm not going to play it there. I don't. I don't think. Oh yeah, there's no way I'm. Uh, I don't open my. I don't open my 3DS oh, for oh, anything. Oh, I opened my 3DS this weekend. Do you you have one guess based on the conversations we've had in the last week? What did I play on it? Oh no! What I, did I play I on on my on my 3ds? Chicken Wiggle? No, <laughs> not Chicken Wiggle. Oh, it's gonna be so obvious to me. What is it? Super Mario World. Oh, of course. Yeah, that does make sense. Uh, if you would like to find out why that <laughs> makes sense, listen to our episode last week when we ranked the Super Mario games. Uh, world was very high. Speaking of list. Chicken Wiggle, yes. Uh, did you see that? 
they are gauging interest in a Kickstarter to bring that to Switch. I did see that, yes, uh, with like um, updated cartoony graphics instead of, or I guess in addition to the uh, kind of 8-bit pixel art of that game. It would be nice to see the game have a a a, a new life. Um, I don't know what price point they would be seeking on that, but uh, my advice would be to aim low. <laughs> aim low. <laughs> um. All right. I think that's just about everything that wasn't in this direct. Um, was there? Did we miss anything? Uh, I think um we mentioned everything that uh could have possibly been like part of my expectations. Um, but not actually shown. Um, but if you have anything that we missed, please let us know. You can shoot us an email at Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. Or you can get us on Twitter. We are at Nincart Society. Or just go ahead and post us on the uh, Facebook page. There'll be a link to this episode there. That's where you can start bad-mouthing us right, right there. <laughs> the page is just Nintendo Cartridge Society. Um, but I think we did it, Mark. I think we, I think we hit everything. Yeah. Um, all right, uh, let's get out of this segment. That's going to do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Um, remember to rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff on Apple Podcasts. Get on over to BuzzFeed. Tell them we're underrated. Uh, follow us on Twitter and Facebook. We just went through all those things, Mark, so I don't feel the need <laughs> to repeat myself. Um, if you like Mark Mind's opinions, we write about comic books at retconpunch.com. Olivia Duncan made our logo. Our theme music is provided by Ape Betty. If you like his music, you can check out more on apebetty.com or by listening right now. For my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Ellers saying thanks for listening. Network.